Welcome to Education Beat. I'm Ann Vasquez, Executive Director at EdSource. Naming public schools after historical figures is a long-held practice in California and around the nation. It's also fraught with problems, particularly during the country's racial reckoning over the last year. For a long time, their troubled pasts were left to the pages of history books. But when students at one Bay Area middle school recently embarked on a research project into their own school's namesake, what they learned concerned them. Juan Crespi Middle School was named after the missionary who played a key role in the brutally oppressive expeditions of the 1700s. Native Americans were forced into Christianity. Children were forced to work. It's those crusades that form the California mission system. I'm a person of color and it made me feel really upset. Why are we in school if our school name is about somebody that didn't even care for us? The student-led effort to rename the school was a civics lesson in real time one that joined students and faculty to engage the community in a series of discussions. What impact can a school name change have? Here is this week's Education Beat with host Zadie Stavely. When Betty Reed Soskin, the nation's oldest national park ranger, turned 100, a California school district renamed a school after her. Betty Reed Soskin Middle School in West Contra Costa Unified is not too far from where Soskin works as a park ranger at the Rosie the Riveter World War II Homefront National Historical Park in Richmond. It's a big deal to name a school after her, in part because she's a black woman. Most schools are named after white men. It's also important because of how the name change came about. Betty Reed Soskin once said, what gets remembered is a function of who's in the room doing the remembering. The school used to be named Juan Crespi Middle School after a Spanish Franciscan missionary, but students decided they wanted to remember and recognize someone who stood up for civil rights rather than someone who played a part in taking rights away. This is Education Beat, getting to the heart of California schools. I'm Zadie Stavely. This week, how one student took the initiative to change her school's name. My colleague Ali Tadion has been covering this particular school name change for several months, from the time it was just a proposal. Hi, Ali. Hi, Zadie. So tell me how you first found out about the possibility that this middle school in West Contra Costa Unified might have its name changed. Well, I first heard about it at a uh, school board meeting. Anaya Zanad made a pretty compelling presentation at the school board meeting as to why this school should change their name. And this is before they had settled on a name change. So Ali, who is Anaya Zanad? Anaya Zanad is a ninth grader uh, who was attending Betty Reed Soskin Middle School last year and the year before. And uh, she did a presentation on uh, Juan Crespi and the namesake of their school and made a pretty big impact. So how did students like Anaya first get interested in looking at the name change? Well, it started uh, with a assignment. Every student at the school, both in seventh and eighth grade, were assigned to do a report on Juan Crespi, who the, the school was named after. So everybody had to do a video, a slideshow, or a letter about Juan Crespi to see if if you want to keep the name Juan Crespi or if you don't and why. I chose a video. So what did you learn about Juan Crespi? Well, I learned that 
He was part, he was associated with the mission system. The mission system was horrible for a lot of people, especially people of color. There was a lot of abuse and he really didn't care about the kids unless he got what he wanted, which was Christianity. Therefore, he was selfish. He wanted everybody to learn Christianity, which meant denying other culture practices. So, Ali, tell us a little bit more about Juan Crespi. Who was this guy? Well, Juan Crespi was a key figure in Spanish colonization in that he was one of the main chroniclers of the establishment of the mission system. He accompanied Junipero Serra and Gaspar de Portola on their expeditions and documented the voyages for the Spanish. And many believe that his telling of that time in history uh, glossed over some of the brutality that we now understand was widespread across the mission system. Some of us learned about the missions in school and we may not have heard about any kind of brutality. You know, what do we know about what happened in the missions? Well, from some firsthand accounts that have come out, you know, over years and and historians over the past, I'd say maybe 20 or 30 years have really been trying to look more into this. We've learned that indigenous people were forced to give up their own cultural practices and learn Christianity. Indigenous children uh, were subject to labor as young as 10. Um, And there was also physical and mental abuse that they were forced into as well. So, Ali, after Anaya researched about Crespi, she decided she didn't want her school to be named after him anymore, right? Yeah, once she realized who Juan Crespi was and the system that he was a part of, she really didn't feel welcome as a, as a person of color going to a school that bore his name. That didn't make me feel too good because um, I'm a person of color and it made me feel really upset that our school was named after a man that didn't really like support the children, that didn't, like Juan Crespi's not a leader. So if we're looking up to Juan Crespi, that means we won't be leaders. He was not caring or he was not welcoming towards the children. And we're going to school to learn and we're going to school because we feel welcomed and we feel that we want to be the best that we can be and having our name about somebody that doesn't care for us that doesn't welcome us it goes through our mind that why are we in school if our school name is about somebody that didn't even care for us that don't want us to be leaders her presentation struck such a chord with so many people that the school administrators asked her to come back and facilitate a a renaming committee meeting and i was like Yes, I would love to. I was doing a college class, a college course at that time, Math 118, and I was skipping uh, one of the classes to go to it. So my dad was a bit mad, but I enjoyed it a lot because I was one of the hosts and I was like hosting the whole thing. And eventually Anaya went to a school board meeting where she presented to the board and that's where you first met her, right? Right. Uh, I was personally definitely struck by her presentation. She had a lot of confidence and spoke with passion and honesty. And I think that also resonated with all the school board members as well. They expressed just how good her presentation was. Here's a clip from her presentation. The process of learning 
about the man named Juan Cresley was not what I expected. I thought our school was named after somebody hardworking, kind, and caring, but then I realized our school name isn't named after somebody that's hardworking, kind, and caring. It makes me angry that we didn't even know what our school name meant and we use it every day. This means that we are not putting time and effort into looking at the little things. We may be in eighth grade, but some of us actually do care. Others may not care for our school name because it's just a name, but I do and others do too because he treated natives and people of color horribly. This also relates to me direct, directly because I believe that somebody has to step up and do something, do what's right. And if that person has to be me, then so be it, I'll be the one. And what was the reaction overall? Were there any um, negative comments? To my knowledge, no. There were no negative comments at the school board meeting. Um, Anaya mentioned that you know she had maybe seen some negative comments online, but at no point up until then, um, the principal said he had not received any pushback against the effort to rename the school. So the school board approved the renaming process and the school began a voting process to pick a new name, right? Um, students, teachers, and neighbors, people who lived around the school got to vote. Ali, tell me more about that. Yeah, after some community meetings, they discussed potential names and the clear favorite was Betty Reed Soskin. I've always picked Betty Reed Soskin. I've always picked it. <laughs> um, Why is that? Because I, she's a leader. I thought she was leader. I was just like, okay. And she was an activist and she was working until 98. I don't think nobody could work that long. And she wanted to work. She wanted, she cared for people, which was really sweet to me. She cared for others and Juan Crespi did not. So there was like, there's like a huge difference between Juan Crespi and Betty Reed Soskin. Teachers, students, and school officials were looking for someone who had a local connection. They also had to be inspiring to students and stand for social justice. Betty Reed Soskin fit all three criteria. She's an East Bay icon. She's the nation's oldest National Park Ranger. During World War II, she was a file clerk in a segregated Black unit of the Boilermakers Union, which had been historically all-white and had resisted granting full membership to Black workers. After the war ended, Betty and her husband built a home in an all-white suburb of California's Diablo Valley. They received death threats for it. She was an activist and songwriter during the civil rights movement of the 1960s. Here's a clip of her singing Your Hand in Mine, her song about the civil rights activist Fannie Lou Hamer. She's accompanied by the Oakland Symphony. We gather here, I feel you near, on this beautiful night your hand in mine this simple sign of love we spend the mile Soskin also played a major role in establishing the national park where she works as the only person of color on the planning committee she made sure that african american workers men and women would be remembered at the site on her tours, she addresses the racism faced by many workers who were brought from the South to build ships in Richmond, and also how workers came together across racial lines. 98,000 black and white Southerners who won't be sharing drinking fountains for another 20 years back in the places of origin. That won't happen until 1960, and we're talking 1942. And no time for focus groups. 
a diversity training, they have to negotiate every single hour of every day in order to get through it without killing each other. And nonetheless, they do that. And that acceleration actually propelled the social change from the Bay Area out into the rest of the country, where it still radiates out to this day. So once the school decided on the new name, um, they they made the change. And just a few weeks ago, they had a big ceremony for the name change, which was also on Betty Reed Suskin's birthday, right? Yeah, it was on her birthday and she was in attendance. So tell me a little bit about that ceremony. Well, the ceremony was very moving. Uh, school board members and state superintendent Tony Thurmond and... Others from the community spoke about Betty Reed Soskin and the importance of changing the name to somebody who has had such an impact on the East Bay, such a positive impact. Superintendent Thurmond was actually brought to tears as he spoke. One of the things I have been privileged to learn about Ms. Betty Reed Soskin is she is a humble leader, a modest leader whose actions speak louder than anyone's words. I'm a I'm a parent of a student who graduated from this school, the school formerly named Crespi Middle School. And I'm proud to be a parent of an alum of Betty Reed Soskin Middle School. <laughs> Our children should not have to live with representations that bring hate and harm to them. Students deserve to see someone who looks like them. And for far too long, our students of color have been forced to deal with um, the, I would say, miseducation. And the reality is, is that we have people in our community who represent the best of what our African American, our Latino students, our Native American and Asian American Pacific Islander students should know about their ancestors and their contributions. But it's a benefit for all students, and so it's special to me. Anaya, who also spoke at the ceremony, was able to meet Betty Reed Soskin in person for the first time. At first, I was amazed because she's like really small. I thought she, she wasn't going to be that small. And I realized, you know, she's, she's 100. <laughs> and second, I was like amazed that I could actually see her face to face. She, she said thank you. She was really sweet about it. She was like, your daughter, she told my dad that your daughter is amazing. Like she's going to do wonderful things in life. Anaya was also very excited to change the mascot. It was the stars to the bears. And that's pretty cool, like Betty Bears. Like, I like that. It's kind of catchy. So, Ali, West Contra Costa Unified is not the only school district looking at changing names in California. I know San Francisco Unified was looking at changing a whole lot of their school names in their district. What other school districts are looking at this? Right. Well, Woodrow Wilson Elementary in Richmond changed its name to Michelle Obama Elementary School. And then elsewhere in the state, in San Diego, Junipero Serra High School has changed its name to Canyon Hills High School following a student petition. And the Tamil Pies Union High School District School Board voted to change the name of Sir Francis Drake High School, named after the English explorer and slave trader, to Archie Williams High School, after a former math teacher at the school who had been a World War II flight instructor and an Olympic gold medalist. 
There has been quite a bit of pushback against school name changes in some communities. One former student at Anaya's school commented on one of Ali's articles that he disagreed with the decision to change the name, saying it was destroying a part of California's history. But school names don't really tell us history. They're more about honoring people. Giving a school a certain name shows we value that person and what they stood for. It's not about erasing history, but about who we want to honor. So after watching this whole process at Betty Reed Soskin Middle School, what's what's your takeaway? Is changing a school name important? Does it have a real impact? Well, names are always important. And I think if you ask Anaya or the principal of that school or many other people who work there and attend there, they would definitely say that changing the name has had an impact. But I think the greatest impact that this story has is on the power of students. Anaya felt very empowered after she led this campaign and did this on her own. And I think that's gonna stick with her the rest of her life and inspire the other students of that school to make change in their community as well. After this experience, I asked Anaya what message she has for other students. Stand up and do what's right. Don't be afraid to share your voice because most of everybody's voice is amazing. And you could do anything by just standing up and sharing your voice with the world. In this moment, be as one. Allie, where is Anaya now? I think she has graduated Betty Reed Soskin Middle School, right? Yeah, after graduating, Anaya has gone to Middle College High School, which is a high school housed on the Contra Costa College campus in San Pablo. Thank you so much for being with me, Allie, and for telling us the story. Thank you, Zadie. We've traveled far from beyond a star. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Education Beat, Getting to the Heart of California Schools, a production of EdSource. Our producer is Kobe McDonald. Special thanks this week to Anaya Zanad, Ali Tadion, and our director, Ann Vasquez. And of course, to the amazing Betty Reed Soskin. Our theme music is from Blue Dot Sessions. This episode was brought to you by the Chamberlain Education Foundation. I'm Zadie Stavely. Join me next week, and don't forget to subscribe. Your hand in mine, this simple sign of love. Your hand in mine, this simple sign of love. Your hand in mine. This holy star of love.